Hey folks, Brendan here from Blue Light. How are we all today? I hope we're doing well and welcome back to another one of my episodes. In the Blue Light podcast, this is the only place you need to be to find out all you need to know about police recruitment. It's just what I talk about all the time. Why? Well, for those of you who haven't listened to any of these podcasts before, I am the police recruitment man. This is what I do. I help people through the police recruitment process. A good 5,000. It's got to be It's got to be getting on for 6,000 people and now in the police as a result of my support. I show them what to do. They do the hard work. They demonstrate the commitment. They get into the police. They've got that warrant card in the pocket. So that's what I do. We've got an amazing community of almost 14,000 people. So if you're not part of the Blue Light Police Recruitment Facebook support group, Straight after this podcast, not now, do you dare press pause. Uh, not now, but straight after the podcast, do look it up. And um, I'll just say, I heard you on the podcast, Brendan, you told me to join because you asked a membership question and uh, I will let you in. I'd be, be delighted to have you join what is an incredible community. I can't keep up with the posts. Actually, a lot of the ideas I get for the podcast come from that group. So thank you to all of you who've contributed. Because when you talk about problems in that podcast, I think, right, well, I've got the answers to that. How can I share that with as many people as possible? Now, I share my answer with the people in the group, but also I'm sharing my answers and my thoughts with you on these podcasts. So thank you for being one of my listeners. You know, thank you very much. And please do let me know what you think about the podcast, you can always email me at info at bluelightconsultancy.com or let me know via the group what you think. So today, 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 I'm going to talk about six big mistakes that you could make in the police recruitment process and how to avoid them. Now, this isn't just at the end of the process. This is for those of you who might be thinking, do you know, in a year or two, I'm looking to apply to join the police, but I'm not quite ready yet, or I might not be old enough. Well, it doesn't matter. These are six big mistakes that some of you are making now. And I want to show you how to avoid those mistakes and make sure that you don't make the mistakes that so many other people have made or the mistakes that they were about to make and I rescued them at the last minute from it and people managed to still be successful in the process. So pin your ears back, folks. Here's six big mistakes. And I'm also going to tell you importantly how to avoid them. So the first one is, you know, I've called it, I can't think of a time when. Now, this comes from my interview practice. So I do these interactive webinars with people who are preparing for their interview. And I ask them questions such as, can you tell me about a time when you've challenged someone's improper behavior? Can you tell me about a time when you've made a difficult decision where you've had to account for that decision to others? Can you think about a time when you've had to solve a problem as a member of a team and the outcome wasn't the one that you were expecting? Can you, be out, can you tell me about a time when you've been an agent for change and have supported change in an organisation? Can you tell me about a time when you've had to make a decision using information from a range of sources? Can you tell me about a time when you've supported another person who might be vulnerable? Now, are you ready for questions like that? Honestly, you know, let me know. Because when I ask questions like that, and I'm not making up tough questions just for the sake of it, these are sort of questions that you will be asked at your in-force interview. Now, you might be listening to this in another part of the world. It might not be in the United Kingdom. Same still applies, folks. You know, I've worked abroad as a police officer. I worked on the beautiful sunny island of Bermuda. Ended up in Special Branch there, which, that's another story. That was an awesome posting. Um, but I realised over there that you know, despite the fact that they're living on a little island in the middle of the Atlantic, they're still the same people. 
They've still got the same needs for warmth and love and safety and comfort. And so people are essentially the same across the world, which means police officers' skills pretty much need to be the same across the world, depending on what type of country you live in, of course. One that's got more freedoms, uh, one that follows the Pelian principles more in terms of the ethos behind the police service. Um, these sort of questions will be the sort of questions you're going to get at your interview. So they're, they're good for any country as far as I'm concerned. Now, when I ask those sort of questions, I often get people saying, well, I can't think of a time. I can't think of a time when I've done that. And actually, for some people, despite my best efforts, they kind of have to agree that actually I've never challenged someone's improper behaviour or I've never had to make a difficult decision. I've not been an agent for change. I've not put forward a new way of doing things, some new ideas, or I've not adapted to change and been a champion for that change in the organisation. Now, if you were to say something like that at an interview and say, I can't think of a time, they're going to fail you. That's it. Full stop. You will fail. You can't think, you know, I'll make it up on the other questions. It doesn't work like that. If you can't think of an answer to that question, you're going to fail because there are far more people in the queue who have got an answer for that question. So what to do about it? Well, what the police service are looking for is strong characters. Strong characters are people who can stand up for themselves. But what I think they're really looking for is the stronger character. Because the stronger character is the character, is the person who stands up for those who can't stand up for themselves. The person who gives people support before they even know they need to ask for it. The person who volunteers to get stuck in and do new things and take on new experiences and new challenges, who gives 120% without being asked to do so. That's what the police service is looking for. And you need to develop yourself into that role. So at this moment in time, you might be thinking, wow, I can't think of times when I've done any of those things. Well, now is the time to start pushing yourself. And, you know, you might be at the younger age uh, end of the spectrum, or actually it doesn't matter what age you are. Now is the time to start pushing yourself in the workplace or in volunteering or in a sports club. Anything, any, any opportunity you get, even if it's at college, to push yourself and, and, and spread your experience a little bit. You know, take on something new that you've not done before. Now, I've seen that advice on um, a certain university's, and I'm not going to mention the name, but a certain university's website in terms of careers advice said that employers are looking for people who are willing to try new things. So maybe this weekend, try baking a cake if you've not baked one before. No, I don't think so. You know, can you imagine going to an interview and saying, well, you know, in terms of change and taking on new challenges, I baked a cake last Sunday. I mean, seriously, seriously, what kind of advice is that? It's bonkers. So no, what they're looking for is for you to take on new responsibilities, for you to go and speak to your boss and say, I really want to push myself in respect of. Or if you know that there's some part of you that, isn't good at making decisions or you're not good at doing briefings or whatever you whatever it is that you feel you're not good at well that's just a state of mind that's just you telling yourself that you're not good at something you're only not good at it because you've not done it or if you did do it you failed on the first occasion or you thought you failed because the thing is you took imperfect action and when you take imperfect action and recognize that actually taking imperfect action is better than anything because this is where you learn and this is how you learn and things never work out the first time take imperfect action and keep a diary and reflect on 
those actions. So what I'm going to recommend that you do is, you know, watch, listen to this again and listen to the questions I posed before and then put yourself in scenarios where you have to demonstrate that value and behaviour and keep a diary. It doesn't have to be anything flash. It could be just a, a notepad. But as long as you keep it precious and you keep it for yourself and your own musings as to your own ref reflections on what you've done. So what you should be recording that is what was it that I dealt with? What was the problem I dealt with? What was the issue I dealt with? Then what happened? That's your reflection as to what happened. What was the impact on others in respect of that issue and problem? And how did it make you feel? And how did you manage those feelings? Next, you're going to look at what you did to take responsibility for that issue and what options you considered and who you spoke to and where you got the information from to help you with those options. And then ultimately, what was the rationale behind the decision that you made, the option that you chose? And now we're going to move into the, uh, the action phase. W what is it you actually did? But importantly, how did you do it? So just say that, you know, I work collaboratively, collaboratively, see, I can't even say it. I work collaboratively with my other team members to achieve the desired outcome. That's just a load of competency, bibble babble. That, that's meaningless. I want to know how exactly you did those things. And then talk about the result. And don't try and pretend in your own diary that everything you touch turns to gold, because it doesn't. Because it's the first time or the second time you've dealt with this particular thing, first or second time where you've challenged yourself in this way. Don't try and pretend to yourself or the interviewers or to the people on the application form when you complete it that everything you touch turns to gold, because it doesn't. It doesn't. And because it didn't work out quite how you wanted it to, you've got this amazing learning now, so you can reflect on things. So your next part is reflection. What is it uh, that I would do differently next time as a result of this experience? And there you go, folks. There's your awesome diary. There's two other parts. I'm just looking at the time now. I'm not going to be able to... I'll talk about them another time, but there's the KU at the end of that, the knowledge and understanding, where you demonstrate your knowledge of that particular behaviour and value, why it's important, and how you would demonstrate that value and behavior once you're in the police service so there's more you can add to your diary but there you go that that's what you should be writing and some of you might be thinking oh that's going to take time yes it is but it, isn't it a, the prize that's worth working towards and taking the time spending the time working towards to get that warrant card in your pocket to be on that attestation parade where you've got your friends and family watching you proud of you and you're standing there to attention proud in your best uniform. Awesome moment. That is just an awesome moment. How many of you have actually imagined that? Seeing what you'd see through your own eyes, feeling what you'd feel, and hearing what you'd hear. Awesome, honestly. Take a moment to do that, and it'll become real, and then you've got something to work towards. That's why I've always worked that way, by the way. I've always imagined what the desired outcome is, whether it's in policing of communities or it's my own personal stuff. And I've made sure that I've got a, a, a compelling and concrete vision for that future. And then I work backwards. So where am I now? Where do I need to be? What do I need to do to get there? But often working backwards, sort of reverse engineering, is one of the best ways of doing that. All right, so what else are we going to talk about now? Um, I'm going to have to whiz through all of this quickly-ish so that I'm on time here. I don't want to spend more than 25 minutes on this podcast. So that's your diary. That's uh, your competency and values framework diary. All right, next part. I'm not ready for the bleep test. Now, whereas you can swat up and pass the online assessment process that the UK police have 
or England and Wales has at this moment in time in a weekend, you can't get your fitness ready for the bleep test in a weekend. So start practicing, folks. You know, I'm, I'm working with my good friend over in Brisbane, Jake, at this moment in time, who's a recruit-ready fitness trainer. He's ex-Australian Army. Awesome guy. We just run a masterclass on this, and if you want to watch that masterclass, please do let me know. Um, and if you just say, uh, I'm on your podcast, Brendan, you can watch it for free. I normally charge £9.99 for those, but I'll give you it. You can have it. Access to that masterclass where he shows you what you need to be doing to prepare for your bleep test. So I'm not going to give you that advice. I'm not sort of qualified to do so, but Jake is. Next part. Oh, no. There's another big mistake. Oh, no. My body mass index is over 30. Now, some of you might be thinking, oh, I'll be all right. Mine's only 32. Let me just read this to you from Rach, who... Actually, this is hot off the press. This was in the Facebook group today. My BMI was 30.4. I was deferred until I got below 30. I literally cut right down and just ate protein. I got down to 29 BMI and had to go to my surgery for a nurse to sign a BMI check and send it back to the doctor. At my medical, the next, the next medical, my BMI was 29.9 and that was a week after I saw my own nurse, which goes to show how much weight fluctuates for ladies in particular. And then signed me off. But advise me, I still had to lose more because my weight plus the weight of the kit will affect my joints. I've still lost a few more pounds and I start on 26th of October. Please start to do something now if you're concerned about the BMI. I thought it'd be fine at 30.4, but it almost stopped my application. Get help from professionals if needed. Invest in yourself. Rach, thank you. I hope you don't mind me reading that out. I've not said your second name, so it's not identified you, but that was awesome, that. Um, And honest. And not from Brendan. So, you know, there's some advice from someone who's just been through the process get your BMI into shape because if they say your BMI needs to be less than 30 this is the police they mean less than 30 not 31 or 30.5 um, next one next big mistake uh, sorry I don't know now in my webinars interactive webinars for the interview I often ask people questions like what's the name of the chief constable what's the name of the police and crown commissioner what are the forces priorities uh, what are the biggest challenges they're dealing with now and how are they dealing with them uh, what values does the force hold dear what values do you hold dear? Uh, what's been in the press recently uh, that the force uh, or the chief constable has been saying? And the amount of people who just go, oh, sorry, I don't know. Or I, I was going to learn that later. I mean, this is simple things like the name of the chief constable. Come on, folks. This is called commercial awareness. You need to be acutely aware of everything that's going on in your force. You need to be in a position where you know more about what's going on in the force than the interviewer does. Why? Because it's important to demonstrate that you've done that kind of research, that you know the force, you know exactly what it is that you're joining. And in case you're not asked any questions like that, you can always add on little bits at the end of your competency value type questions and say the reason why this is so important is because only the other week the chief constable was saying X, Y and Z and the skills that are needed to be able to work in partnership with other organisations. And what I will do in the future is, there you go, boom, and you're showing off but you're allowed to. That's what you're there for. You're there to market yourself. So start marketing yourself. Start working out what it is that's got, what's going on in the force and, and why. And, and there's plenty of resources out there, folks. It's not that resources is a problem. It's resourcefulness. You've got to do this and do this now. All right? Straight after this podcast. Start finding out what your future chief constable has got to say. Because what's important to them is important to you. Right, next one. Number five. But all I do is work. All I do is work. 
Now, one of the things that they may ask you is tell me a little bit about yourself. And if you just say, well, I just do work and work and work, it's not showing that you've got much breadth in your life. So what I'd recommend that you do to set yourself aside from other candidates is do some volunteering. Get involved in, if you're involved in sports, get involved in the management of the team or the management of the group. Put yourself out there as a citizen. You know, I've, I've just given up two roles, trusteeship of the school that my children go to and uh, assistant scout leader. The reason why I've done it, I'm almost 57 now, and I worked out the other day that I have been in public service. I've been volunteering or have been active in public service since I was 15, since I was 15 years old, and I've not stopped. I've been the um, chair of a PTA. I've been the governor of a voluntary charity organisation that helps run um, uh, nurseries for young children. I've done so many things outside of policing in a voluntary capacity as a citizen. So what are you doing to demonstrate that you're an active citizen? Because this links in with the next part. Because so many people, when they are asked this question, give the following answers. So why do you want to be a police officer? Because I want to help people. Because I want to put something back. Because my values are aligned with the values of the force. Because no two days are the same. Because I will believe it. I believe I'll be a very positive. I'll have a positive impact on communities because I'm that kind of person. Cliche, 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 cliche. They're not going to work. You're going to be up in front of people like me who are just going to listen to that and just go, "Wow, good job! I've got my BS <laughs> monitor going because that was like 120 percent BS." Don't try and tell me stuff like that. Because the next question I might ask you is, that's fantastic that you, you really like helping people and you, you, you're putting something, you want to put something back in the community. What have you done so far? And you'll go, oh, I've not done anything yet. All I do is work. Now, look, I get it, folks. Work is tough. And you may do long hours. But listen, the police don't owe you a living. It's not going to get handed to you, this warrant card and a silver platter. You've got to work for it. And working for it involves putting yourself out there as a citizen because that's what they're looking for. That's what they're looking for. And don't come out with those cliches about because I want to help people, put something back. No, you need to tell them about your unique, authentic and emotional story. What, what first inspired you to be a police officer? Who or what first inspired you? And don't say at the start of your that answer, I've always wanted to be a police officer, because you haven't. There's only one person in the world I can think of that has. Um, I got sent a photograph, actually, by a member of the Facebook group to say, uh, Brendan, you always say that uh, you shouldn't start off with, I've always wanted to be a police officer. Well, my child has always wanted to be a police officer and it showed a photograph of him and his partner with his phone blue light podcast on it and uh, the headphones were actually attached to his partner's pregnant belly i couldn't believe it <laughs> oh my goodness kudos to you my friend so the little kiddies had the delight of listening to these podcasts so that's the only person in the world who can actually say i've always wanted to be a police officer before i was even born i was listening to brendan's podcasts I mean, how awesome is that? How awesome is that? Um, I hope he or she's okay and she doesn't, like, 
come out of the room thinking, right, police, where's the nearest police station? I'm sure they won't. <laughs> sure, babies don't think like that, except on those kiddies' films from years ago. And the one my kids watch as well, Boss Baby. What's that all about? Anyway, um, stay clear of the cliches, folks. You know, tell your authentic story. What or who inspired you? And what happened after that? All right, folks, listen, I've just looked at my laptop and it says like I've got 8% battery power left. So I did say that this one would be less than 25 minutes. It is going to be just over 20 minutes. So listen, folks, awesome to have you part of this podcast again. Um, Please do let me know what your thoughts are on the podcast. Uh, I love to hear from you, by the way. I love to hear from you. So info at bluelightconsultants.com or just let me know in the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. Do it now. If you're not part of it, do it now. Go to Blue Light Police Recruitment, Facebook support in Facebook groups and just answer the membership question and just say, Brendan, you've just told me to join. I listen to your podcast. Brendan, you've just told me to join. And I'd be delighted to have you on board. Listen, so I'll speak to you next week. Um, Keep yourself safe. Uh, Look after each other in these difficult times. And I hope you found this podcast really, really useful. Uh, if, I can, if you've got any other ideas about things I can podcast about, please do let me know and I'll catch you with you soon. Bye bye for now. <laughs>